Hello, I'm M. And I'm Eyes. And welcome to our brand new podcast, Tipples and Tolkien. Let us be your guides as we return to Middle Earth this fall with the premiere of the new Amazon show, Rings of Power. We'll discuss episodes with you, tell tales of old, and even bring you a brand new tipple recipe every week to enjoy. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, as well as Twitter, which is at Tipples Tolkien, that is T-I-P-P-L-E-S T-O-L-K-I-E-N and Instagram at Tipples and Tolkien. So cozy up, pour yourself a drink, and come on a journey with us this fall on Tipples and Tolkien. Action stations, action stations. Set condition one throughout the ship. This is not a drill. Repeat. Action stations, action stations. Set condition one throughout the ship. This is not a drill. The Cylons were created by man. They rebelled. They evolved. They look. And feel. Human. Some are programmed to think they are human. There are many copies. There are many copies. And they have a plan. Action stations. Action stations. Set Condition 1 throughout the podcast. Welcome to Set Condition 1, a Night Shift Radio production. I'm your host, SC1 Actual Caleb, and with me on the CIC is my XO Kitsy. We can't drink salt water! (laughs) And the president of the podcast and the 12 colonies, Andrea. I was trying so hard to think of a single thing that Rosalind has ever said on the entire show of the whole first season, and I cannot... There's so many. Mm-hmm. That's that. I mean, this whole this whole episode could have been like a clip show of like Rosalnisms and Ty Wits <laughs> and and whatnot. Would you call me? And with us, as always, is <laughs> SC1 Actual Caleb. That's me. And uh, if you're just joining us, welcome to Set Condition One. We are a Battlestar Galactica fan cast, taking you through the 2004 sci-fi series Battlestar Galactica, one episode at a time. Uh, My co-hosts are making fun of my grand gesturing as I speak. It just looked Uh, fun, and I wanted to do it too. (laughs) I didn't want to feel left out. I just wanted to be included. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're doing this all through the eyes of, uh, of Andrea, who has never seen the show before. Uh, Kitsi and I are, of course, uh, are, are longtime fans, uh, have watched through it several times. And uh, it's, been, it's been quite a journey. And we have come to the very end of season one. In fact, we, uh, we left on a little bit of a cliffhanger last week, uh, as we knew we were getting ready for this, uh, this show. We're, we're recapping uh, our, our thoughts, our learnings. Andrew's theories <laughs> and whatnot, uh, but if uh, you know if all this sounds interesting to you and you haven't yet, uh, go ahead and give us a subscribe because uh, we're going to keep coming at you with a new episode every week. You know we're 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 pausing for this this brief recap, but then we're ready to jump right into season two next week. Oh, thank uh, God! So make sure you you get notified. Yeah, Andrea has can't cannot wait. Uh, has been very patient. Thank you. Uh, and and not binging the show and getting ahead. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll be back with uh, the new episodes next week, and you can get notified as soon as that happens. And uh, of course, you can also check out uh, all the other Night Shift Radio production uh, over on nightshiftradio.com slash shows. We've got five shows and counting right now, uh, as well as some other excellent uh, printed word content that you can find there. And we just launched a new merch store. 
You can buy <laughs> so some, exciting. Uh, some dope set condition one merchandise uh, and, you know, show off your, uh, your love of, of the show and of uh, Kitsy's portmanteaus, <laughs> uh, which we need to have a, a portman t-shirt. <laughs> I'm so mad at you right now. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna we're gonna make Portman T-shirts just uh, specifically for Kitsy. Uh, so yeah, you can check out uh, our, our merch store is linked off of nightshiftradio.com, or you can find yourself uh, directly there uh, by visiting nsrad.io/merch. <laughs> Get it? Because it's like it's like it's Night Shift like Radio. Radio. Yeah, it's very yeah. good. It's very- uh, I did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can hear Andy in the background barking, but he's very excited about the merch store. He's, he's very excited about those puppy hoodies. Yeah, so good. You got to get yourself a uh, a night shift radio puppy hoodie. Yeah, and then take pictures of your puppy in the hoodie and tag us in them yes. on every social media platform, and I'll retweet them and repost them everywhere. But mostly, I'll just save them to my phone and look at them um, when I'm sad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cause, yeah, because puppies and hoodies are adorable. Yes. Well, puppies are adorable just in general. Add a hoodie, That's little true. boy, and it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Penelope has a little houndstooth hoodie. Oh, Aww. cute. It's the hounds. Houndstooth yep, and a hound. Oh, I get it, because she's a dog. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so Battlestar Galactica, season one. So, yeah, we, we, we just finished uh, season one. We had a, a hell of an ending uh, for the, uh, the the second part of Cobol's Last Gleaming, where the, uh, the commander's been shot uh, by a boomer, by a Sharon, <laughs> and... Uh, that was yeah. That was heavy. So we uh, we normally do a little bit of a, a recap at the end of each episode, but I specifically wanted to save that for this. Uh, so let's start there, Andrea. Like thoughts just from that episode. I am still heartbroken. I am. I feel like every time I think about it, and I've been thinking about it nearly constantly um, since we last talked about it. Uh, that I keep going back and forth between what part of. Uh, I almost called her Shannon. I don't know who that is. Um, I've only watched an entire season of this show. Um, but um, <laughs> what part of Sharon was doing the shooting? Because if Sharon knows that she's a Cylon, and I don't know if this is true, but my guess or speculation is that then she can sense or knows who other Cylons are. Um, mm. But Shannon is also a pretty complicated... Sharon. Sharon. What the hell is that about? <laughs> Sharon. I'm going to call her Boomer. Um, Boomer is a weak model, as Six tells us. Um, yeah. And Boomer on Caprica, who knew full well that she was a Cylon... Um, Keep going. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm trying to think of how to word what I what I want to say here. Um, but you know, she had it seems as though she had real feelings for Hilo. Um, mm-hmm. They were trying to actually escape, and so there's no reason to assume that Boomer in the Air Boomer uh, Battlestar on board Boomer um, wouldn't also have those kinds of feelings. And then maybe if she knows that Adama is a Cylon, and she has such like. It's seeming kind of like self-hatred, Cylon hatred. Um, Mm. It wouldn't be all that unlikely of her, I think, to... um, I shouldn't say unlikely. It's not um, outside the realm of possibility that that she would then be compelled to kill another Cylon. 
So we're uh, we're going off of uh, for for those who maybe uh, don't remember the um, oh, right, right, right. Uh, the statement that Leoben made to the president, uh, claiming that Adama is a Cylon, and uh, of course didn't specify which Adama because we do have two, uh, which left wide open for speculation. And I know that uh, Andrea's been been struggling with that ever since. You know. The thing about Cylons is that there are many copies. <laughs> there are many copies. So if there are two Adamas, that's uh, that sounds like some Cylon shit to me. That does sound like some Cylon shit. Um, no, I would take a hundred percent more EJO in this show. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were gonna say I'll take one of the models home. Like you're just gonna have your pet Adama. He would do that too. Yeah, don't oh, yeah. don't mistake it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't underestimate my my love of uh, William Adama. Yeah, I, I would never. I would never do that. Um, I still think... I don't want to... I, I know that this the format for this episode is going to be a little unconventional in general, but I also don't want to get too... As opposed to our like rock-solid format for our other episodes <laughs> that we stick to religiously. That's a good point. But I guess if I'm speaking out of whatever turn, I don't know... Um, I still think and have thought that Lee is a Cylon. Um, and I know that y'all asked me a few weeks back how that could be the case with Adama not knowing. Um, but we did find out in the last episode that Cylon human babies, or at least Cylons can become pregnant um, with human babies. Unless... Okay. Unless... Hilo is Cylon? Well... That's a great question. I don't think he that is. That is a great question. Now, here's the question I have is, uh, do Cylon babies come out as little tiny metal centurions? It's like how some dog spots don't come in until they're yeah. older. Their skin, their meat doesn't grow in until <laughs> month three. Well, that's what, what the... Or, 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 or is she going to give birth to a litter of uh, raiders? <laughs> it's like, is Turner and Hooch uh, a way to not a touchstone reference for enough people that if I say it's like five metal Cylons and then one who looks exactly like Lee or Hilo, <laughs> that would be something <laughs> came out looking just like Lee, huh? Oh, wow. Yeah. Ruh -roh. That's a, that, that would get awkward mm -hmm. down in Cabocca real fast. <laughs> um, I was thinking back to the merch store and how badly I want a oops, all meat t-shirt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Instead of Captain Crunch, it's a Captain. Uh, who's a Captain? Lee. Lee. Oh yeah, it's just Lee, but in the Captain, Captain Crunch. Captain Apollo. <laughs> Captain Apollo. Captain Apollo. Oops, all me. <laughs> I feel like it would have to be Starbuck though, because she's the one that flies the the Raider. That's true. <laughs> Either way, Captain Starbuck. Uh, I just I can't stop thinking about that big. The big one is the bat. Is so bad. It's. It's really bad. That's I, I really can't wait to see more about how they're they're doing this hybridization with the the organic and like robotic. Is there more? Is um, I don't want it. Is there more I meat? Mean, I, well, the Cylons don't turn vegetarian in season two. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. So we're 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 thinking. We're thinking that the the possibility of Lee being a silent would be based on potentially uh, Mama Dama. Well, yeah, oh, but, uh, having uh, been a Cylon and given birth, maybe. Is but that, then he's but that, he's only half Cylon. Then, if that's the case, how do the numbers? Unless it's like um, if your mother is Jewish, 
than your, you know what I mean? It's like past maternally. Yeah, um, if your mother's a sideline, you're a sideline. Yeah. <laughs> Andy disagrees. <laughs> it's not like it. <laughs> I would love to hear Andy's thoughts on this. I know. This. You're hearing them right now. <laughs> All your thoughts on. Um, so, although that Thanks. does raise a question in terms of uh, numbering the Cylons, because we have mm-hmm. 12 models, does a half Cylon baby count in that? 12 and if you only have huh this is interesting because can they replicate in the same way that full Cylons can or do you uh, hmm, can you not the only thing that I will say about this is that we are intended to believe uh, based on context in in, uh, Six's revelation to Gaius that this is a shocking new thing, right? That this, this is this, this. That's a good point. This this is establishing the future of uh, Cylonity and humanity. All of this has not happened before. I was just going to say, although it it has and it will, so maybe this is something. I I think that I think in my heart of hearts that Lee is a Cylon. I think in my heart of hearts, I pray nightly. In fact that um, Papadama is not a Cylon. Um, And I forget how that can be the case. But I think that it could be. I know that we're all... uh, We're we're pulling for him to to get through this okay. I realized I just assumed that he's in all four seasons because he's, you know, he's Edward James almost, and, like, you're not going to get rid of him if you've got him, but... It does seem foolish, but then again, like Dexter did it. Did Dexter do it? Yeah, they oh. had him for one season, and that was it. It's foolish, foolish. Yeah, I mean, how how are you gonna just have one season of EJO? Yeah, no. The man's a fucking legend. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to get me to stop watching your TV show. I'll say that right now. <laughs> but I I just had assumed that he was in all four seasons. Again, going back to our first episode, how little I knew about the show. I mean, he could have been. Um, killed off in the first episode uh and that you know like i have no reason to mm-hmm. be yeah so so i don't know there's there's a few moments where he comes close in this first season mm-hmm. it's a very precarious time mm-hmm. i mean you know, we have you know, the the initial attack we have the encounter with leoben uh, on ragnar anchorage right, right. we have all of these times that uh like asylum has infiltrated the uh, the ship we have the time that he almost tackled the uh Oh my god! The, the, the Doral with the bombs. <laughs> like. Ty had to save his life. Oh. <laughs> so, Adama's been shot. Yeah. So we can presume, uh, if he's still alive, that he's probably not in tip-top shape. Correct. No. The president is in jail. Mm-hmm. That means. <laughs> the president acting president baltar that means going into season two the people in charge are gaius baltar and colonel ty <laughs> i can't wait for party season two i don't it's just that's not gonna go well well i mean it's gonna be a good time uh is it until the first cylon shows up but until then a lot of drinking a lot of, a lot of, a lot of drinking a lot of a lot of fucking Whoa, 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 language. A lot of fracking. There you go. Much better. <laughs> a lot of consternation and uh, <laughs> disbelief. <laughs> and 
not only that, Lee is also in jail, is he not? Uh, he was in cuffs on the CIC when his father was shot. That's right. Presumably on his way to the brig. If he's not in jail, so, he's definitely grounded. So. Well, and he definitely, I mean, Ty's the one he pulled a gun on, so it's safe to say Ty's not going to let him out of uh, being in cuffs. Ty's not really the, the forgiving type. No. You can't pull a gun on I mean, the XO. And then uh, <laughs> and then we've got Starbuck is all the way on Caprica. Oh, so, fuck. Like, After disobeying a direct order. Yeah, so th- shit's getting kind of off the off the rails here yeah yikes and uh i you know i think colonel ty is a very capable xo i do not think he's ready to be in charge no i don't think he thinks he's ready to be in charge either i don't think anyone thinks he's ready to be in charge and i think he's the first person that would tell you that well and he's got mrs ty in his ear now so that's just watching your faces fall when i reminded you that she's a thing that exists on the show. Oh, Ellen is it, not a good influence. No. It just occurred to me, Gaius Baltar can't be in charge because he's on fucking Kobol, stranded. Oh my God, that's right. So, so really, right now we have no political, like no civilian political leader, and we have a very grumpy, uh, very vengeful man in charge of the military. We need an adult, and that is who is in charge right now. Good God, I, I submit to you, Billy is in charge of the civilian no, government. Why? <laughs> Caleb. I mean, who else would it be? Good God, could you imagine? That wet little blanket of a man, just of a Cylon. Oh, yeah, I got to put him on. I'm recapping. You're recapping your Cylon list? Right now, Billy Ray Cylon. Um, <laughs> I forgot to put him on my list. Am I missing somebody that we know for sure? Who do you have? I have for real Leoben, Doral, Six. Boomer. Is that it? I think that's it. Those are still the only four that we have absolutely confirmed. And then Billy Ray Cylon. Probably Lee. And I guess my guess has to be that I haven't seen. Can you tell me this much at least? No, I guess you can't. I'm just going to say, and then I'm not even going to look at your faces. Um, (laughs) I'm just going to, I'm just going to answer the question that I know you're asking because I can do it without spoilers. Uh Uh, There are, you have seen Cylons that we don't know are Cylons yet. Oh, well, yeah, but have I seen but all 12? No. Okay. So there are no. still characters to meet. Correct. So I can't make a list of 12. No. Okay. I mean, you could, but it would be wrong. Right. <laughs> Unless you're just like oh, really good at guessing. Yes. So, <laughs> so there's going to be this guy, Jeff. Right. So <laughs> Jeffrey. So Zeke's uh, definitely. Cylon Jeff. I hate Cylon, Cylon Jeff. <laughs> Fucking Cylon Jeff. No one. Why does he keep showing up? Who keeps inviting him to the parties? Nobody likes Cylon Jeff. Nobody wants to salt the snail, but she leaves you no choice. (laughs) So, thing about this though, we've got the you know the civilian government is in shambles. The, The the military chain of command is falling to the least. Least qualified individual, yeah. uh, possibly on the entire CIC. Uh, what happens when Starbuck comes back with the Arrow of Apollo, but also with Hilo and Boomer after Boomer just shot right. the commander? Fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't because even like. Even her sh- like pulling a gun and shooting the commander, they don't necessarily know that she's a silent. I think at this point they're they're going to assume that right. she is. Yeah. That any kind of active aggression or sabotage is coming from the Cylons rather than uh, from the people, unless you're you know Tom Zarek. 
Who also but, may be a Cylon, for all we know. Who yeah. also, yeah. Uh, oh, do I think Sarek's a Cylon? Plot twist. Everyone's a Cylon. Twist. There are no humans. Everyone. Oh, that's one way to do it. <laughs> Everyone's a Cylon. There are only 12 humans. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so still, Billy Ray, not, definitely not one of those humans. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that uh, you know, we, we pointed out last week, uh, when Sharon pulls the gun and shoots the commander, uh, she has a moment immediately afterwards where you see the horror across her face as she realizes what she's done. Uh, and I think that this is, you know, obviously she had the experience on the, the base star where she saw the other Sharons. So she knows pretty much without a doubt what she is at this point. Uh, and, you know, she could try to deny it, but it's kind of silly. Um, <laughs> but I think she still didn't have, like, a full acceptance of it or, like, really understand the weight of it until that, like, deep programming took over and she attempted to murder a man that she, you know, loved and respected and who was, like, unarguably, like, a, a linchpin in this, you know, human resistance. Well, I get, that's what I'm trying to consider, too, is if, like, probably a bad Cylon strategy to just in front of everybody on board shoot your your leader, right? Like, I don't, there's something more I have to guess just based on what I know about the show so far and then also just, um, I don't know, how things how how people do um that it's, it's not as straightforward as boomer cylon boomer bad boomer kill leader you know mm-hmm. the, is my mm-hmm, mm-hmm. guess but i don't know but i don't know well think about it this way though if adama is human and he's you know the the top military leader that's keeping this fleet uh going Taking him out is a not only a you know a tactical advantage, but also a tremendously demoralizing move. Mm-hmm. So yeah, on the one hand, too. like that's that's a major hit to the humans. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, if Adama's a Cylon and she kills him, it still has the effect of demoralizing and you know hurting the fleet. But theoretically, he downloads into a new body and now is like fully activated, working for the Cylons. That's a good point too. Another thing to think about is Cylons in general are pretty expendable because the body they're in dies, they get downloaded back into a new body. So, you know, mm-hmm. for, for you know, them to, because obviously, like, it, Sharon shoots Adama, they're not going to be like, oh, you, you, just, you just made a mistake there, no big deal. Like, they're going to, at the very least, throw her in the brig, if not, you know, out the airlock. But so what? They have more Sharons. Well, They've got. She can get downloaded to a new, a new consciousness, or just they can just erase her because they're done with her. You know, I like guess. they. It's not a. You know, that's that's a pretty big tactical advantage that they have. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess I would need to know. We need to know more about other than getting rid of the human race or whatever. Um, what the Cylons' long-term plan is, and are we at the point? which it seems that we are where they can start pulling these like end move um, uh, acts and stuff. It's weird because it, it feels like after the initial attack on the colonies, 
Uh, everything has been just kind of like piecemeal, like guerrilla tactics, mm-hmm. uh, sabotage, and like taking out individuals and like small groups of people. It like doesn't really feel very planned unless the plan is somehow to like try to draw this out and like just really like break the humans. Yeah. I'm I'm just going to say I don't think they planned for any humans to survive the initial attack. So I don't I don't think they had this in mind at all. I think they thought that it was going to be a once and done hmm. you know. They didn't anticipate job done. Anybody being like in the air or in the, you know, at the time was that They didn't anticipate the goddamn Galactica. Yeah. Is that a conversation that was had somewhere in the show or are you guys just I'm not disagreeing. I was I'm just trying to remember if there's something I should Speculation. Speculation. Okay. Yeah. No, that definitely makes sense. Although it's not just the Galactica that was in the air. There was quite a... Right? At the time. There there were, but again, without the Galactica... Right, that's true. They're they're sitting ducks. Yeah, because I guess that really is the only... Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Because the entire military fleet was destroyed, Mm -hmm. except for the Galactica. Like, the only thing that was left were civilian ships, and they would have been picked off. That's true. Uh, In fact, without any kind of organization or leadership and without the Galactica to defend them, uh, even if they had thought to to try to go to Ragnar, they would have been dead then. Yeah. And, like, you know, the the 33-minute jump sequences, it's always the Galactica staying behind to take the, you know, take the hits while the fleet jumps away. Uh, You know, this is literally, like... They're the only thing standing standing between the silos. They're and the, the first, last, and only line of defense against the worst scum of the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's from Men in Black. It is, but it applies here too. Is this a crossover mm-hmm. episode. <laughs> it's fun so, to make references. Again, I have to wonder. Like you know, we're we're talking about Sharon. We're talking about her having the realization that she's a, a Cylon and like doing this heinous act. What happens when another Sharon comes on board the Galactica and claims to be, uh, you know, fully on their side, in love with Hilo, and also pregnant? Yeah, I don't think that's going to go well. I don't. I don't think that goes well at all. I. I get. Uh, my. We, it is my guess or whatever that it'll be Starbuck at the helm. And I think a lot of how it goes will have to do with how Starbuck, (laughs) you guys are going to laugh, but do you you want the good news or the bad news first? Actually, it's all bad news. Here's the thing. (laughs) I just, this is, well, and the other thing, shit. (sighs) I'm really spiraling right now because it has also just occurred to me that Starbuck went to get the arrow that was, in fact, just an arrow. And that um, I think now is maybe I don't really. Oh, that's what I meant to look up. How do sundials work? Um, Because I was I became certain that the arrow is for a missing sundial on Cobalt, that something happens. It opens a thing. and, And then there's a sign that says. Because, uh, like, Starbuck will be like, how do we get to Kobol or Earth? Where are they trying to get? Earth. Earth. So, be, how do we get to Earth? And then, like, the sundial points a ray of sun or something somewhere, and something opens up, and there's just a mirror. Or it says, like, you are here. Home is where the heart is. <laughs> yeah. That's what it says. It, it focuses a beam of light right on Starbuck's heart, and it's like, the real Earth was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> um, but the person who is invested in that in that scenario is currently imprisoned 
Yeah. Well, not only that, but Starbuck uh, fucked up a military plan, stole a military asset, and fucked off with it, disobeyed orders. Like she's not exactly going to be in good graces when she comes back either. Because again, who's going to be back? Who's going to be in charge when she comes back? Colonel Ty, and he who doesn't like her in the first place. Exactly. So she is definitely not going to be very welcome. No, he does not have the same soft touch that our friend um, Adama no, has. No. No. Um, so, yeah, she's going to come back. She's going to be in trouble. Uh, other Sharon is going to be in trouble. Who knows what the fuck's going to happen to poor Hilo, who's already been traumatized. Oh, buddy. Um, well, he's going to be a Cylon lover, so they're not going to be too keen with him, especially because the Cylon he's in love with is a copy of the one that just shot the commander. So This is just... I can't unused. imagine they'll be like, oh, you're fine. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. <laughs> Um, and then think of it. So like the, this whole adventure on Kobol and with the, you know, the search for the arrow of Apollo, whatnot, it was Rosalind's uh, leading, uh, because she feels like she's the, the dying leader from the, the Pythia scriptures, but she's in the brig and can't do anything. Meanwhile, on Kobol, the, uh, six in guys, guys, his head is like spinning some yarn about a, a baby being theirs and the, the future, right? Does she say it's it's our baby? Because mm-hmm. they make out over it, I don't which think was she weird and creepy. says that explicitly, but I do think that's heavily implied. Like that's imp- yeah. Yeah. And so she's talking about the, you know, this, this child being the future and, you know, the, like in this recreation of the opera house and like, how, like, is, is that connected at all to the arrow of Apollo or is this something totally different? How? Okay. Okay. So let's start here. Okay. How are babies made? <laughs> well, <laughs> that depends. I, th- I think we covered that in a past episode. Okay. In in detail. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's a really good point. Um, well, because. Well, you see, when a human loves a Cylon. Uh huh. Go on. No, it's. <laughs> So there's a the Cylon spine, spine glows, <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you know. And that's how you know. Um, I guess my so I was trying to figure out how Gaius could have made a Cylon baby with six and not know, but the um, I forgot the six in his head is not the six that was on, as far as we know, that was on Caprica, and that the six. There could be have been a pregnant six who got sent off to the country, um, and then <laughs> sent off to a, a nunnery to, to raise <laughs> yeah. raise her hybrid Cylon baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I just had a thought, and I don't know if it's relevant or even if we we talked about it, but it kind of feels like there were multiple sixes running around on Caprica uh, just before the invasion, like. There might not have only been one. I but. had never considered that. Like, like, could there be like three or four of them that, that Gaius had interacted with and slept with? Never known. And just never known? Sure, for and, sure. Like, is Gaius perceptive enough to pick up on like, <laughs> no. the slightest differences? No. Absolutely not. And if the... Well, especially not if, the, if like, because Six is so deceptive and so good at that that, like, if, if there was four mm-hmm. of them working together, yeah, there's... you know, like, they could all very easily... Especially with the link they have between each other, like they could all very easily like all be on the same page, and uh, there's no way he would know. No, even if one of them wore glasses, like he wouldn't. Have <laughs> he wouldn't up have picked it up on it. He'd be like, "Oh, you're wearing glasses today." My um, never. 
I just almost tried to tell three different stories all at the same time because I forgot which was which, and none of them matter for this podcast, so you can just cut this out. Sure. Um, that would have been amazing. <laughs> oh, uh, look at that. We have multiple Dreda's contacts, so we're going to go ahead and take a break. And we come back, we will continue to talk about uh, our thoughts on uh, season one and where we think we're going to go in season two. So stay tuned. You're listening to a Night Shift Radio production. Night Shift Radio is a modern media company bringing you shows that entertain, inform, and most importantly, provide an escape. Never Heard of It dives into the world of bad, obscure, and sometimes just weird movies. Follow along with the crew of Set Condition 1 as they experience the 2004 sci-fi hit Battlestar Galactica, one episode at a time. Each week on Left of the Dial, we explore a new record or revisit an old favorite. We'll bring in guests to talk about their own music and the state of the industry. The Superpod HeroCast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. They draw a random comic-inspired movie from Thor's helmet and offer thorough, insightful, and humorous commentary. And once a month, tune into the Storyteller series and get lost in the magic of a good old-fashioned radio drama. Learn more about these fine shows at nightshiftradio.com and subscribe on your favorite platform. I was thinking for next season, I'll pick a new word instead of trying to come up with more jump songs. And then just now, because you said break, I thought break. And then I was like, quick, think of a song with break. And all I could think was the Kit Kat. Oh, God, yeah. So I didn't do that. Yeah, we can't Thank afford you. that. Nope. <laughs> Unless they want to sponsor uh, us. They don't. I will say your your reference to tell me all your thoughts on God <laughs> was very appropriate for a discussion on Cylons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do want all their thoughts on God. Yes. Uh. I have a couple of really not season-specific nitpicks, but just, like, series in general nitpicks. I don't know if y'all want to talk about those. Yeah. Okay. Kitsy's nitpicking corner. This is how we're coming back from the break, apparently. Um, Report! (laughs) Caleb, report! Mr. Gata, we'll just do all of them. (laughs) Mr. Gata, we should just, like, splice in a clip of Gata, like, reporting in, or, like, D... Oh, that's very uh, reporting good. And just do, do the little sound bite of them like, I, confirming I, that all ships are accounted for. I feel like we're already kind of on thin ice with how much of the, the uh, audio from the show we're using in our intro and outro that I don't necessarily want to risk putting any more in. That's fair. All right. So before we get uh, too deep uh, back into any of the, the relevant conversation for this episode, I, uh, I need to promote, propose a, uh, another merch idea. <laughs> It's a t-shirt. I thought I was going to get promoted. I was really sad. I was really excited there for a second. I thought you were going to promote I mean, me. Yeah, you're going to have to do the next season without me. Oh, no. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> and you're, you're in charge. We're in big trouble. Uh, oh, fuck. Well, you're in jail, too, so it's just me. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um, that actually would make for a funny episode. Uh, but no, uh, maybe maybe logo on the front, but the back is just a glowing red spine. <laughs> oh, that's very good. That's extremely good. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just love the idea yeah. of other, like, that making no sense to anybody unless you've watched the show. And then just imagine you saw somebody wearing that particular shirt walking around. <laughs> like, I'd lose my shit. Yeah. It's so yeah. fucking funny. Kind of. Okay. I'm going to Battlestar Freak. So I have some nitpicks about okay. uh, just about the, the Battlestar Galactica universe in general. And this actually is going to expand to greater uh, just science fiction in general, I think. Um, but my first nitpick is that, uh, everyone in the Battlestar Galactica universe speaks the same language. 
Now, I'm willing to kind of suspend my disbelief that they're all speaking English and just say that they're all speaking the same language and it just happens to be in English so it's easy for us to understand, but that it may not necessarily actually be English that they're speaking. Okay, I'm willing to, I'm willing to weigh that, that, uh, that disbelief for a little bit, but everyone on all these 12 planets all speak a common language. Think about our planet. How many languages do we have? Well, it's funny that you... Were you going to say something, Caleb? No, I'm going to Google search how oh. many languages are there. So many. There are so many. There's hundreds. Well, it's funny because even calling it... Man, that is such a... Oh. 6,500 languages. That's are spoken, so roughly. many. That's an estimate. 6,500 languages on a single planet. Yeah. And yet I'm supposed to believe that all 12... Uh, colonies of Kobol all speak the same language. Where was this show? Is this show from the States or from Canada? I have it in my head. It was Canadian. Is it not? Is it just that a lot of the actors are? Uh, it was filmed in Vancouver. Okay. But, okay. But I, I think it's, I think it's a U.S. based show technically, but it was, I think it was filmed in Vancouver. Cause it's very yeah. like U.S. centric U.S. ideology. Like even just calling them colonies, it doesn't feel like, uh, it it feels like the United States Western expansion, but Northern straight up expansion up and out. And so everybody speaks American. Um, so here's what I would say about that is you know, we know that the, uh, the colonies all have a single shared origin. Mm -hmm. Supposedly they all came from, they, they dispersed from Kobol mm -hmm. 2000 years mm -hmm. ago. Mm -hmm. uh, 2000 years is long He's enough. Such that, a crick in the neck. Aladdin. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it's long enough that you know additional dialects or like new languages and stuff like that would probably pop up, uh, but short enough time that it is believable that uh, this group of people who have only recently, in the, you know, the last half a century or so, uh, come together as a single you know governed body, uh, probably still have a shared language, uh, but maybe on the individual colonies uh, speak one or more. Uh, other local dialects. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's unreasonable to believe both that there are other languages in this universe, but that one is spoken amongst them <clears throat> as like really the way to like keep them all connected and allow for trade and <gasps> commerce and whatnot. Uh, That's a fairly common thing in sci-fi, uh, where there's like a, a, a single shared language uh, that's spoken in order to you know promote like trade and. Uh, you know, commerce and like interactions and, you know, spread of religion and stuff like that. Uh, and also to make, you know, ship design easier. I'm going to answer this question in a way that the show should have, and then Ooh. nobody could have disagreed with them. And they're welcome to take this um, into the reboot if they want, but I want a million dollars for it. Um, so Christianity tells us that the reason we all speak different languages is um, because we tried to build a tower right, that would uh, be able to reach heaven. Um, and so that's the Tower of Babel, right? That's where Babel, the word Babel comes from. Um, yes. Because God's way of making sure that that didn't um, occur was to make everybody speak different languages so that we couldn't all coordinate this effort to build this tower to, to heaven. And if that never happened um, on on in this universe, there's no reason that God would have had everybody um, speaking different languages. Um, I'm just going to say I don't think that's actually why we speak different languages as humans, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I just, let's pause for just a second. And let's just, let's just part the curtain here. Do you, do you think that I do? <laughs> do you think that... 
<laughs> oh, oh, this updated uh, this updated figure says roughly seven thousand one hundred seventeen languages. Holy today. shit! Like five hundred languages were invented just while we were talking. That's what I'm talking about. See, there's no way they would all have just one shared language Un- between unless them. Unless, unless got angry. I think they did, and the Cylons are proof of that. <laughs> mm. That's a good point. Because if you ask the Cylons, they made God very angry. So God is God is very displeased. So okay, so that's my nitpick there. Um, but I fixed it because sure. Yeah. Okay, sure, 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 sure. Uh, I mean, we we've talked about it uh, in the past, and almost certainly will in the future. In fact, I, I think we're we're cultivating a potential guest who has some expertise on the topic, but about the the strong ties to the uh, the history of Mormonism mm-hmm. here in the states. Uh, and so, like, there being a, a strong religious, specifically Christian religious influence on the show is not far-fetched. Boom. Mark. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's next? Fucking explain this with religion. Um, <laughs> so, so starships, you see, they only have so much space. <laughs> well, you're close, Caleb, because I am going to talk about starships now. But more specifically, the physics of how they travel. So, okay. So get into it. So there's a there's a couple things there's a couple things that bother me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Caleb just did a legit spit take for all of you uh, who cannot see. And then he fell out. Of and now he's just gone. Oh, no. He's on the floor. Caleb is literally on the floor. Caleb, two fingers in the air. If you're uh, if you're still with us. I'll okay. Okay. <laughs> I just took a big old sip of water. I'm like, this is a safe moment. Kitsy's gonna go go on a starship rant. <laughs> No, it was not safe. I'm so sorry. So, <laughs> the physics of faster than light travel. The physics, well, not just faster than light travel, but travel in general. So, so there's two things about the way the ships in Battlestar Galactica travel that bother me. Okay. Number one is uh, the fact that all these ships have gravity, and there's no fucking reason that they should. So. When you think about it, most uh, science fiction space travel, there's two ways to create artificial gravity on a ship. And the first way is to have something spinning in a circle, mm-hmm. and that the the centrifugal, is that the word, centrifugal? Centrifugal? I don't, centrifugal? One, whatever, one of them's real, of one relate, of them's not, and I can't remember. Ever relating to a centrifuge? The one that's the spinny force um, yeah. creates will create artificial gravity by the, the force holding you out against the outside of the spinny thing. So that's one way to do it. The other way to do it, um, and this is how they do it on the expanse, which I just started watching again for like the third time. I've tried to start, like, I tried to start a couple times and, and just have lost interest, but this time I'm really giving it the old college try. And the way the ships work on the expanse is what? <laughs> Did you just send me the. God damn it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Learn to pronounce. Uh, okay. That's because there's it's got the thing where you can click on and yeah, yeah, a yeah. robot voice will tell you how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, Adi Kudarati. Do you guys know pronunciation? <laughs> jokes on you. This text is too small for me to read from all the way back here. So, <laughs> we still make Kitsy record in the other room. Centrifugal. Okay. So, so that's one way to do it. And there are a few ships in Battlestar Galactica that do have spinny bits. And so, okay, fine. Um, the Galactica is not one of them. So there's no. that. So the way it works in the Expanse is the ships are all oriented more like a traditional rocket would be, where the propeller, is, the propellant is on the bottom 
and then there's decks of the ship that go up. And so as the ship is thrusting, uh, if it thrusts at a constant, uh, I forget what it is, 32 meters per second squared. Is that the, the, the gravity speed? I don't know. Who are you looking at? Because I certainly don't know. Right. Something like that. It's, it's something, it's some, so many meters per second squared. But if the ship is constantly accelerating at that many meters per second squared, then in the ship, you will feel like you're on, you're, you're under the effect of Earth's gravity. Oh, right. Now, the reason this is such a cool thing is because as soon as the engine stops, all of a sudden gravity's gone. And I think that's a really cool thing because that's how it would actually work in real physics that we know. So the fact that Battlestar Galactica, that's not how the ships operate and people just, there's just gravity everywhere. I suppose you could make the argument that everyone's wearing magnetic boots, but I doubt it. Um, so so the, 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 the fact that the ships have gravity and there's no logical explanation for why is, uh, is a little frustrating for me. The other thing that's frustrating for me are the jumps. So okay. think about this thinking the way the jumps are depicted right is that the ships go really fast and then they come to a sudden stop where they're meant to be right mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. I, I guess i think okay sure think about if you're in your car and you're going 70 miles an hour well, I, and your car just stops i mean my answer to both of those um your honor um is uh that I have to hope slash assume the people who designed the ships, like, took that. Changed the laws of physics? Well, the, no, but, like, imagine if you were here from, okay, so 2,000 years ago. Imagine you were here, I guess we don't know where we are in their timeline as compared to ours. But either way, imagine Charles Dickens is the first, that's only 200 years, doesn't matter. But let's pretend Charles Dickens shows up and you're trying to explain a car to like a, a Tesla to him. Mm -hmm. It's all going to sound like magic to him. What's that saying that like science fiction, magic? Like, like any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Right. Which is what mm -hmm. you're positing now in a, in a, in a way. Well, but yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm really, I'm not even talking about the technology. I'm just talking about the way objects move through space. Um, Gravity juice. Cause you can't just come to a stop like that. Uh, and this is another thing that the Expanse... That attitude, you can't. No, you can't. Because if you did, everyone would fucking splatter against the front of the ship. More meat. Yeah. More meat. More blood everywhere. More, so Smells like meat. meat. So so the way the Expanse handles Rotten this... Meat. Think about your dad. The way the Expanse handles this, because also when you think about like like uh, orbital mechanics and the way, the way bodies travel through space, is, you know, if you stop thrusting... <laughs> you don't you don't stop moving you just stop accelerating right there's no brakes in space what you have to do is you have to turn around and thrust against the direction that you're moving and that slows you down so realistically if you want to get from point a to point b you spend half your time accelerating and then you flip your ship around happen in the jump it doesn't and then you flip the ship around and then you thrust the other way to slow yourself down until you get to where you want to go so, and then you see the ship's glowing red spine. And then, yes. And then you see the ship's glowing red spine, and that's how you make a baby ship. <laughs> but who's to, but to, like, I know I'm just, I was just being difficult for the sake of it, but now I, I really, we don't know what happens between jumping. Here's, okay, so here's something. Um, I don't remember if this came up in the last episode or not, um, but have I talked about A Wrinkle in Time at all on our podcast? I don't believe so. So the way um, they explain time, I haven't uh, I haven't read these books in a very long time, but they're like middle grade um, 
Oh, well, and they just had the movie, so people know what... what I've read the books. Yeah. So when they talk about the... And please, Boston, Gabe, and anybody else, feel free to let me know if I'm uh, misrepresenting this. But from what I remember, the way time travel works in that, um, or the way they explain it um, in it, uh, the analogy they draw is like if you have an ant, right, on a on a string, and you and how long it would take that ant to get from one into the other. But if you fold that string in half, right, that closes the distance. Okay. Um, and I'm not saying it's the same thing, but I'm saying it's quite possible there's something happening that we have not um, thought of or been able to imagine and that we're not seeing as it occurs because we're not looking at the jump from the outside to know exactly okay. how that's happened. That's, that's, that's that a, is kind of how a, a lot of uh, people theorize that any kind of like faster than light type travel mm-hmm. would happen in reality was would be finding a way to essentially uh, fold space time to uh, just basically step from one location to a completely different location, right. like wormhole travel. Or right, right, like right. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that is actually how uh, it works in Star Trek: warp drive. Right, it's right. not that they're going mm-hmm. that fast; it's that they're actually warping space because the, you know the 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 speed of light is. Like you can't go faster than that, but there's there's actually no law of physics that says you can't alter the space right. um, that we know of, and uh, and Dune also folding space is is a thing in Dune, so that's that's uh, that I can I can wrap my head around. But in Battlestar Galactica, they call it jumping, which in, which really implies that the ship is the thing that's moving, not the space around it. Mm-hmm. That's true. And yeah, the fact I that mean, they do kind of come on screen real fast and stop in like one dead spot. Maybe that's them going the opposite in terms of orientation from where the direction they left. Battlestar Galactica is using a very like Asimovian model of uh, faster than light travel where they, they do a shit ton of calculations. They have to know like the relative locations of stars and like get everything just right by the math in, in order to physically relocate from one spot to another. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is you know, a significant amount of uh, equations that go into that and not just anyone can plot a jump. Uh, that's only Gata yeah. can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I mean, uh, you know, Starbuck oh. has that in that moment where she thinks that they they may have you know, miscalculated when she you know she doesn't see um, Caprica when she first mm-hmm. finishes her jump until she slowly turns. The <laughs> um, so yeah, should have made that left uh, turn at Albuquerque. Am I right? Uh, uh, Albu- Al- 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 Albuquerque. Alon. There, there it is. Um, <laughs> I fucking hate this show Star- so much. <laughs> Star Trek also has a concept of inertial dampeners. Uh, which they mm-hmm. use to essentially offset the the force of inertia to allow them to travel uh, at the, these ultra high speeds, uh, and also to help with the uh, the the problem of like space debris and whatnot. Hey Caleb, you didn't think about that, did you? Caleb, yeah. Explain to me how inertial dampeners work. I don't fucking know how they work. <laughs> at, at one point. At one point, when I was the, the the one person that was routinely checking out the uh, the technical manual from our school library, I probably could have told you exactly how they work. Uh, you know, back in middle school. Uh, but at this point in my life, I I could probably do some Google searching and get a uh, a, a decent idea. Uh, but what I can tell you is that Lee and Zach's mother's name was Caroline. Hmm. 
fantastic. <laughs> so way to way to misdirect there, buddy. Um, so no, I, I have no idea how inertial dampeners are supposed to work, Caroline. and it's it's sci-fi, and I I, I I choose to suspend disbelief for that. Um, so and that's I mean that's the 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 real answer is it, it is, but you know I I can I I'm you know what I'm allowed. To nitpick yeah. about how physics works. You are. So, well, and there, oh, there is so much gritty realism in this show mm-hmm. that uh, the, the times when they stray from that are more apparent than they might be yeah. in no, for sure. Yeah. We're just like, this is all made up and like we're just here for the ride. Yeah. So I would just, I'm just going to put this out into the universe. <laughs> Get it? Um, <laughs> just uh, as a thing that I want. As I, I think I've said this before, but I'm going to really say it again. I really would love Neil deGrasse Tyson to come on the podcast and just do an episode with us talking about how the how the physics of Battlestar Galactica actually work and uh, you know what's accurate and what's not and like how could jumps actually work without squishing everyone against the front of the spaceship. Uh, so Neil deGrasse Tyson, I know you're listening. Uh, because you listen to every podcast that's even vaguely about space, right? I think he has a sensor built in where if somebody says something wrong about space... He just shows up. Yeah. (laughs) Let's tweet something wrong about physics (laughs) and wait for him to show up. So, but anyway... get on that. But but yeah, Neil, if you're listening, or if anyone listening happens to know Neil deGrasse Tyson... This is... Do you think Bear McCreary knows Neil? Because this worked for us with Bear. It might. Uh... But Bear hasn't been on the show yet either, so... That's true. So, hey, Bear, if you're still listening, hit us up. We'd love to have you on to talk about the music, but uh, I would love... I would also go so far as to say that if we found someone else who was really good at astrophysics and wanted to come talk to us about it, like... I would love that. that. Okay, all right, fine. If you're not Neil deGrasse Tyson, but you are really good at astrophysics, uh, hit us up. Yeah. But, But it wouldn't hurt if you were Neil deGrasse Tyson. Let's start a... We're gonna start a challenge, and it's... Can y'all get Neil deGrasse Tyson on, or can I find um, a new favorite astrophysicist and get them on first? But it'll have to be a real one. I won't just pick, like... Steve from Wawa? Steve from Wawa. Vincent Adultman? <laughs> Vincent Adult, exactly. <laughs> How many other shows can we reference in this show today? Is that a challenge? No. Uh, <laughs> also, we already referenced that one once. That one doesn't count. That's true. Here we are. Uh, Kitsy's nitpick corner is over. Thank you. Kitsy's nitpick corner is is over. Thank you for coming. Uh, no, those those are those are very interesting points, and I, I'm glad that you brought them up because, uh, I, again, like we we put so much thought into how like how much effort was made to to make this feel as realistic as a space drama can be. There's there's things that uh, either weren't considered or we just don't know about yet. That's yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I um I do want to open Andrea's Lost Corner. Up. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Just for uh, a tiny moment. Wait, can I get can okay. I get a, a clean uh, a clean take on the theme song again? Meow. Thank you. That better or worse? <laughs> can I get just one more? <laughs> just so I have a, a few different takes to, to choose from. Boo. That's not it. That was, nope. That's perfect. Do it again. <laughs> waka waka waka. Okay. Um, but so to, to reopen the lost corner, um, and this is going to tie in to the show, actually, the first thing I was saying, Colonel tie, it's going to Colonel tie in. Um, the first, that was terrible. I know. I loved it. Uh, the first thing I will say is that when Baltar comes to on, um, wherever they are, Cobal, Cobal, Cobal Island, um, Lobok. 
Lobok, which is probably Hawaii, um, and also Scotland, because I'm still pretty sure that's Stonehenge, um, but with an opera house in the middle. Um, it is such a quintessential lost shot, the like close up on the eyeball, somebody on their back um, in some grassland, like that's the first and kind and last or last ish shot from Lost, and it happens over and over again. Um, and then, you know, waking up in some fucked up place that doesn't really make sense. So that was uh, a legitimate Lost Corner connection. But the thing that I want to say about that is um, you said there were eight, and I'm, I'm looking at Caleb now, um, for, for those who are listening. You said there were eight. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> you, me. Um, you said there were eight banners hanging yes. in the Opera House, and there are eight I roads. I counted them. Leading? I, I counted them. You there were six. There were six roads oh. leading uh, to the, the the center of town to the domed structure that the president sees in the photo, Damn which it. is really just a, a bombed out structure with none of those things. Yeah. In it. All right. Well, um, that kind of screws things up for me because I know we've been joking all season um, about the unnecessary octagons, but that is huh. eight sides, and I was hoping that there were eight. And as I said before, the Dharma logo is also. Um, an octagon, uh, and so then the opera house could be a hatch, but also only six roads. I, so, I, 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 it, I said when we were talking about the the banners, like I, I counted them because it felt like there would be some mm-hmm. some relevance because it, it feels like every little detail like that has relevance, mm-hmm. and there is a lot of numerology in this show. Um, it, I feel like it's also not. Not lost on me uh, <laughs> hey, that there were six roads, uh, and like this obviously is a, a pivotal turning point for Six's story. Oh, Ooh. I love that. I will also eight. I will also point out that uh, there's eight banners, and we know who four Cylons are, and there are twelve Cylon models, which means there are eight left. And the, oh. those eight banners are just like essentially like almost like just strips like points of light in the background when we see this. It's very like very fuzzy, very blurry. Huh. I love There's, number shit. Four, eight, I, 15, 16, 23, 42. Have we? They're the lost numbers. I just like to make sure from time to time they're still in there. They are. Also, uh, I did confirm that uh, 32 meters per second squared was the uh, acceleration formula. Fucking nailed it. <laughs> Neil would be uh, proud I, of me. I forgot I, I had that tab open still. From, <laughs> I, I Google searched that for you. Um, no, I one I, I I definitely think that there's a lot of relevance in the the numbers here, and I think uh, that that's going to play an important role. Um, and I also, the more I think about it, the more I personally would be totally into like a full deep dive into the science of like how things work in the Battlestar Galactica universe. The things that just get glossed over and ignored in a show for the sake of plot, like mm-hmm. I would fucking want to learn that. Kitsy raises some excellent points so that now thank you. Thank stuck you. with me. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And thank you for fact-checking me. I appreciate that. Yeah. It was mostly helping you confirm because you, you seemed very confident, but then we're second-guessing yourself, so I wanted to... Uh, well, I'm not... I don't know if, if anyone out there knows this, but I'm not actually a physicist. Mm. But God. I did... Li- what? I, I did live with a physicist in Chicago for about six months. I remember that. He was a cool dude. That's the same thing. That's the same thing. Yeah. So I feel like we've 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 talked a lot. We've got some some interesting theories going into to next season. We know we know that shit's gonna go down with with Ty being in charge mm-hmm. and everyone else being essentially out of the picture. 
and we've we've picked apart some of the the science and the, the culture and the uh, the sex lives of our crew, <laughs> just what and really matters. Yeah, we've we've really we've covered the hard hitting topics. Uh, so unless uh, <laughs> unless there's anything else that we we feel we need to cover, we can spool up the FTL drives and uh, I guess deal with the uh, inertia on the other side. <laughs> And see everybody next season. Yeah. We're not taking a break, right? For real. We're, we're, taking, no, no, we're, we're taking six weeks off Fuck. Uh, where we're going to have, uh, I'm just going to do a bunch of like outtake shows every week for six weeks. I've never said anything that you've had to cut. So yeah, no, definitely <laughs> never. I don't know what you're going to definitely do never without me well, in those episodes. We're going to follow the actual release schedule of the, the original series. <laughs> so I'm upset. We'll be, we'll be back next fall. <laughs> next fall. This fall hasn't even started yet. Has it? Is yep. it fall yet? Uh, not technically. Okay. No. Soon. Soon. Although soon when this airs, it might be, I don't, I don't know what day this airs. I put a hoodie on to walk the dog the other day. Sounds like a euphemism. I don't know what for. Oh, I do. But that's for my Dawson's Creek podcast that I just decided. <laughs> oh my God. That would be a fun flip. <laughs> Y'all wow. watch every episode of Dawson's Creek. And then anyway, I quit. Um, I put a, I have, I have seen season one. Yes. That shows uh, very good. <laughs> It might actually be fall when this comes out. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's true, because we still have, we haven't, as we're recording this, we haven't actually released the last two episodes yet. So this is coming out in three uh, weeks. It will be, uh, it will officially be fall wow. when, this, uh, when okay. this episode releases. So it's not fall as we record this, but it is fall as you're listening to this, unless you're listening to it way late and it might be winter or spring. Oh, but that means that my um, episode with y'all on uh, Never Heard of It will have aired, so everybody should go back um, and bounce over there and, and, and listen to that, right? Because the, it's true. the 27th. Uh, it will have aired two days prior, so yeah. if, you, uh, yeah. if you're not listening to uh, Never Heard of It, uh, shame on you. Check, shame. check that out. Uh, you can find that at uh, thenahoyt.com or over at nightshiftradio.com slash shows. I was so smart uh, and funny just... on that episode. I, I made a really, really good joke, and y'all should listen to it. Yeah. yeah See, it it's a, funny because it... they haven't recorded that episode yet. Oh, don't tell them. <laughs> uh, it was a crossover episode. <laughs> um, so, yeah, go go check out uh, Andrea joining us on Never Heard of It. Yeah. And we will see you in season two, So Say We Fall. Fuck off. So say we <laughs> so so say we fall. I'm not fucking saying it. That's a mutiny. Yeah. So say we all. So say we all. So say we all. Begin jump prep. We're leaving. We'll be back. Start your prep. Set Condition 1 is a Night Shift Radio production. Visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.